All right, so today's daf is daf Lamed Vav, page 36 in uh, the Heligim Meseches Ksubis. And we pick up from the two dots, seven lines from the top of Lamed Vav, Amud Aleph. All right, and we're up to the next part of the Brisa, which said, That a um, a girl who's married off by her brother or mother, which is a marriage, which is the Rabbana, or rabbinic marriage, she can refuse the marriage um, once she reaches the age of G'dayla. And the price is said that she doesn't receive the knas for ma- if she's ma'anes or mefate. Okay. Now, let's think about this. Let's go back. At what age does a girl need to do miyun? So as we learned, she has to do miyun by age 12, as she becomes a G'dayla. Okay, right before she, as she becomes a Gedela, as she reaches the age of uh, Naris, we'll call it actually, but more than uh, Bagras, she reaches the age of 12 years old, she must do Mion. All right, so now, if a girl is a Mema Enes, if we're calling her someone who refused a marriage, we're assuming right now she's under 12. Now, here's the issue. Remember, the beginning of our parak, Elu Naris, who had a Machlaikas. Rav Meir was of the opinion that Elu Naris refers to a Nara Mamish, a girl between the age of 12 and 12 and 6 months. The Rabbanon, the Chachamim, said that a Elu Naris is referring to a girl who's between the age of 3 and 12. Okay? So it includes even a, or actually 12 and 6 months. So it refers to even a Kitana. So now let's think about the case of the Bryce again. The Bryce says that if she's a Mema Enes, she does not receive Knas nor does she receive pitoy. So the Gemara starts by making an observation, um, which it seems to take as a truism, which would be, here we go, haketana ba'alma isla. Let's assume this mema enes is a ketana. All right? She's a ketana. Now, if she's a ketana, and she usually would have a right to receive the knas, it's got to be that the author of this b'risa is the chacham, money, the rabbanani, the amri ketani yesh the kras. They say the ketani gets a kras, right? It's a great assumption, says the Gemara. But one second, name a sefer. Let's say the end of the b'risa. What do we say then? The b'risa island is like knas for pitoi. And the island is, is not going to receive the knas for, if she's violated. And she's not going to receive the knas if there was seduction, if there was pitoi. Also, Reb Meir, that has the father of Meir, Dhamra Katana in the Knas, that who assumes a Katana is not a Knas, because an islandess never became a Nara. Now, this girl who's an islandess, she never reached uh, uh, the physical maturity of a regular woman. So, what happens to an islandess? She goes straight from being a Katana into the stage of being a Baigarish. She never reached Katnus. Reisha Rabbonon, the Sefer of Meir. You're going to tell me the beginning of the Brisa is referring to the opinion of the Rabbonon and the end of the Brisa we shift and we take on the opinion of Rav Meir. In general, we don't like to do that. We don't like to split up Brises, um and into different opinions unless it tells us that explicitly. So the says, and let's, let's bavarn, let's forewarn a potential answer. If you're going to tell me that really the whole price is Rav Meir, what about the Rabbanon and the Reisha? We said that we're dealing with a Katana who's receiving Knas. He will agree with Rabbi Yehuda, who we'll explain in a moment. Okay? Now, Rabbi Yehuda is going to say that Mion 
the, the ability for me doesn't end at age 12. The ability for me ends at 12 and 12 and 6 months. You could still call a Nara Mamish, a literal Nara, Okay. Umi Savala, is it true that Rav Meir holds the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda? Vatani, we learned in the Ma'anas. How much time does a girl have to refuse the marriage? Until you bring Shtei Saris' words of Rav Meir. Rabbi Yehuda says, Okay. Until there's more Shachor on Lavam. Okay. Which means that there has to be more of a body of uh, black pubic hairs. But the bottom line is, you see explicitly, Rav Meir here is arguing on Rav Meir about at what point a, a, a girl is considered a Nara. So it can't be that Rav Meir and, and Rabbi Yehuda are working in tandem at, at uh, what stage she becomes a Nara. So Gemara says, Ella Rabbi Yehuda, he, the Brisa, instead of saying, the beginning is Rav Meir, and the Sefer Zerabon, let's say the entire Brisa is Rabbi Yehuda, Ubekatana Sovalaka Rav Meir. And Rabbi Yehuda, when it comes to a uh, ketana, holds like Rav Meir, that she's not going to receive a knas. Meaning, he will agree, Rav Meir and Rabbi Yehuda will agree, that a nara can also do mian. However, Rabbi Yehuda will also be of the opinion that even though she's, she could do mian as a nara, she can no longer receive a knas. Okay? She can, no longer, she, um, she can only receive a knas. Between the age of twelve and twelve and six months, says Gemara Umi Savarla. Okay, so she's a she's a katana, but still receiving a kanas. Umi Savarla. Is it true? Rabbi Yudah Rav Meir, Bam Rav Yudah Marav. Yudah says name of Rav Zudah Rav Meir. This is the opinion of Rav Meir specifically. Now, this is talking about where a katana is going to. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, the the our Mishnah, which said that you're only going to receive a kanas between the age of twelve and twelve and six months is going to be Reb Meir, and the opinion which says that even a Ketana receives a Knas is going to be the opinion of the Chum, Vim Isa, and if it's true that Behuda agrees with Reb Meir, that you only get a Knas when you're at literally the age of Nara, Zudavei Reb Meir, Vereb Yudami, by the way. Why did it say this is the opinion of Reb Yehuda? I'm, well, I'm sorry, why did we say this is the opinion of Reb Meir? We should have said this is the opinion of both Reb Meir and Reb Yehuda. They both agree that you only get a Knas when you're, you're within those six months. Stigmar says you're right. We're, we're now stuck again, right? We're now stuck, meaning we're, it's unclear to us who's authoring the Brisa. The ratio seems to be Rav Meir. The Sefer seems to be the Rabbanon. We tried saying the whole thing's Rav Meir. We said that's not true. We tried saying the whole thing's Rav Yehuda. That's also not working out for us. So now where are we going with this? So Gemara says, I'll tell you what happened. We're not sure who the time of the Brisa is, but whoever the Brisa is, is going to agree with Rabbi Meir that as far as receiving a knas, you only get a knas when you're in the stage of Nara. Okay? You only get a knas when you're in the stage of Nara. And that'll be fine. Because again, the Brisa says that an islandess does not receive a knas. She was never a Nara. So that's fine. She's not getting a knas because she was not a Nara. Only a Nara gets a knas. We agree with that. However, upalagalei b'chada. We're arguing on Rav Meir as far as at what stage do, does Mima Enes end? Okay, at what stage does Mema Enes end? Fine. Says the Gemara, Rafra Mamar, Rafra says, My Mema Enes, what does Mion mean? Mion doesn't mean that she actually refuses. You should know Mion means Haru'uya Lima'in. Okay, now, what does it mean Haru'uya Lima'in? What it means is that she was capable of doing Mion. Okay, she's capable of doing Mion. Now, who could do Mion? Really, any Kitana. Any Kitana, any girl who's married off, were within the age 
uh, married off by her mother and brother. And that doesn't literally mean that her mother and brother needed to marry her off over here. Really, mine means she's at an age where she's fit to do mion, which is a i.e. What are we going to call that? A katana, a minor, is not going to receive a knas. Now let me ask you a question. If it's re'uyali ma'in, if it just means a girl at any age where she would be fit to do me and won't receive a knas, whose opinion is that? Reb Because again, Reb said you only, you only receive the fine if the violation was done between 12 and 12 and 6 months. Gavaldik. And uh, therefore re'uyali ma'in. And therefore the whole b'risa could be Reb Meir. I've listened to Kitana. Why are you referring to a young girl as a re'uyali ma'in? Say she's a katana. She's a regular minor. That's what we usually call <laughs> That's what we usually call a girl at that age, a katana. You're going to say, oh, if she's really mine, there's no knas. Come on. Samora so says, Kasha, it's a good question. I'm not sure why we changed the terminology of katana to really mine, but it's not strong enough of a question that we're going to blow that answer out of the water. All right, it's a challenging question. It's fine. But uh, it seems that we're sticking with this answer and saying that the Brisa really is of the opinion of her mayor. Okay. Here we go. Islandess ain't la like knas pita. We also said in the Brisa that an islandess, again, this girl that never reached the physical signs of female maturity, so she does not receive a knas, and she also of ma'anes, if she's of a violation, and there's also not receiving a knas of pitoi. For a minute, we'll ask you, for a minute, I'll ask contradiction. A deaf mute, not the deaf mute that we have nowadays. Nowadays, the place can say where you know there, there's a lot more ability to interact. But somebody who doesn't really have the ability to be part of society, and a person who doesn't have mental capacity of highness and highness, okay, they do have a chareshes a shaitan highness is going to receive a kanas. And as well, there's also Tainas Basulim. Fine. Somebody, again, what's Tainas Basulim? Somebody has relations with one of them, assuming that they were a, a uh, Basula, and then it turns out by the first, uh, by the first Bia, by the first act of intercourse, there is, he doesn't find Basulim. So he comes to Bezin and he claims that there's, um, that, uh, you know, he was tricked into it. It was a Mekach Tois. Okay. Now, what do we say over here? What's Allah of an islandess? Yesh la knas. What did we just say in the brisa earlier? What we just talked about in Islandess? Ain la knas. She does not receive the fine. It's a straight up contradiction, right? Does an Islandess receive a knas or not a knas? Or does she not receive a knas? Says the Gemara, what's bothering you? We're going to ask a question on a question. I've on my room, Harav Meir, Haraban. Yeah, I'll tell you. One's Rav Meir. Now, Remeir says that in order to receive a knas, you need to be a Nara Mamish. Was an islandess ever a Nara? No. So the, the part of the Bible which says she does not receive a knas, that'll be the opinion of Remeir. And the part of the Bible that says she does receive a knas, as, and that's going to be the opinion of the Rabban. The Rabban will say even a katana is going to receive a knas. Beautiful. Says the Gemara. That was a pretty basic, easy answer. So now let's ask on the one who asked the question, what were you thinking? If you had such a basic, easy answer... And say that it was, it's not a contradiction, it's two different opinions that have already been explained. So, what, what was going on in the mind of the questioner? I'll tell you, because he had a different problem from a different brysa. And let's explain. Okay, why did he have a problem from a different brysa? So let's go. There's a brysa which says, 
Hachareshes v'ashoyte v'abegeres v'mukaseitz. If you have a hachareshes, deaf mute, v'ashoyte, somebody doesn't have mental capacity, v'abegeres, a woman is already at the age of v'abegeres, she's reached the age of uh, physical maturity, and the age as well. V'mukaseitz, and also v'mukaseitz, a person who had her, her um, besulim, signs of virginity, broken through some sort of mukasets, uh, right? Some sort of, um, uh, call it a wound. A piece of wood. So there's no tainas basulim. A husband cannot claim tainas basulim against these women. If uh, you have a, a woman who's 20 years old and the husband thinks there's going to be basulim, going to be signs of virginity and they, they have the first night, he doesn't find those signs. You can't go to Bezdin because the way that the female body works is that as the, as the body matures and goes away from that younger age, so the, the basulim, the hymen, weakens. And therefore, just because you didn't find it doesn't mean anything. Hasuma va'ilinus, yeshla tainas basulim. But asuma, a blind woman, and an ilinus, they do have tainas basulim. We'll, we'll get into this. Sumcha saimer, sumcha says, mishum in the name of Rameir. Suma, inla tainas basulim. Asuma does not have tainas basulim. Okay? So, now here's the deal. This was the problem of the one who had the question. Right now, we're saying that a cheresh, a cheresh, um, is not going to have Tainas Besulim against her. Beforehand, we said that she will have Tainas Besulim. That's what's bothering, that's what's bothering uh, the one asking the question. On that, That's not a question. Two different opinions. Okay, two different opinions. Now, what, what are those opinions? So, as we learned earlier, we had a Machlekes between... Um, Reb Gamil and Reb Yeshua, whether a, a woman is going to be believed if there's no besulim, if there's no signs of virginity, to tell us when she lost her signs of virginity. Okay. So Reb Gamil says that she um, she would be believed. All right. And I'm sorry. Reb Yoshua says that a cheresh or a shaita, if there's tainas, there is tainas basulim, okay? There is tainas basulim, because either way, even if she would have her mental abilities, we still wouldn't trust her. Now, Reb argues on Reb Yeshua. Now, Amar Deshama says, Reb Gamliel, where do we, where do we, uh, where does Reb Gamliel state his opinion that she doesn't lose her ksuva with tainas basulim? That's when she actually says, I, I uh, lost my virginity beforehand. However, let's say she doesn't claim that. She doesn't have the ability to claim that. Is Gamliel going to agree she doesn't lose her ksuba? She's a shaita. She can't claim that. So if she claims it, all right. So she's stuck up for herself. She doesn't have the ability to stick up for herself. How do we know what's ultimately true? Maybe she should lose it. Says Gamara, no, in Kivandam Regamliel Mehemna. Once Gamliel says that she would be believed, once it, uh, if a woman would be believed to tell us that she lost her basulim before the Averson, and therefore she's still permitted to her husband, who? So we'll say, you know what? She doesn't have the abilities. Let's stick up for her. She's a stickle underdog over here. She's not capable of speaking up for herself. We'll do that on her behalf, and she's not going to lose her ksuba. Beautiful. Okay. Gavaldik. Two dots. Uh, two lines from the bottom. 
And let's go back into the Brisa again. The Brisa says, in Latinus Pesulim. Abegeras says, well, a man marries a woman. She's already uh, a few, you know, uh, she, she's already at time where she's oh, past the age of Nara. So she's to- completely reached the age of physical maturity. There's no longer Tainus Pesulim. A husband cannot show up to Besdin with claims about her virginity. Says the Gemara of Amarav, or Rav says, Abegeras, nice and Lala Abigaras, we give her the first night. Okay, what does that mean to give her the first night? So, in general, there's a issue that comes. We know that you're not a, a person is not allowed to have relations with a nita. Now, the first night of marriage, there is the there's a brisa which states that. Now, this is not halacha uh, for various reasons. We won't get into practical halacha right now. What we do nowadays, but the brisa states that a bagaris, a woman who's reached a complete age of physical maturity, the couple is allowed to be together multiple times on the first night, even if they see dam, even if they see blood, because you could assume that that blood is not dam nida. You could say it's dam besulim. It's blood of virginity, and blood of virginity is considered tahar blood. Now, the question is, Rav says that a bagaris, you have the entire first night uh, which means you're assuming that there's besulim, full-fledged besulim, on a bagaris. Well, if there's full-fledged besulim on a bagaris, full-fledged signs of virginity, to the point where you're going to allow a couple to be together the first date as many times as they as they choose, well, why is there no tainas besulim? That means there is besulim. That's the contradiction. Answers the Gemara. If the husband's going to come and say, listen, I didn't find any blood because there wasn't any besulim, you know, the, the must have been the hymen was already pierced. Huh? So then you're right. Then there would be a tiny, there would be a claim. The husband's not saying that, you know, uh, she, she didn't have signs of besulim because there's no dam. You know what he's saying? He's saying, listen, the, the opening was larger than, than should be for a besula. The canal was larger than it should be for Basula, therefore it's a bula, and, and that has nothing to do with the actual uh, with the actual dam basula. That has to do with the Pesach Basulah, with the size of the entrance, and that's a claim that you can make whether or not the hymen is there. Here we go. Sumchus next to, next to that. Sumchus says in the name of Rabbi Meir, Suma in Latinus Basulah, a blind woman. There's also no tainas besulim. Now this was interesting. What's what's with blind? Right, a blind woman could talk. She knows what's going on. She just can't see. So why is there no tainas besulim? Here we go. My time at the sumchis. What's the reason for sumchis? Why is there no claims against her virginity if she's blind? Amar Azira Azira says shenichpetes al gabe karka because since she falls very often, and this has a lot of practical ramifications. If you have a a, um, a young woman who's very active, you see from here that uh, the, the basulim could break, right? Since a, a, a girl is blind, so she could fall down uh, very often. And if you're going to marry a girl who's blind, you have to assume that because of her multiple times that she, uh, that she stumbles, she, you're not going to find the basulim. Okay, says the Gemara, fine. Kulhu nami chavute mechve. But shouldn't that apply to anybody? In other words, is Suma just an example of somebody who's active or falls a lot? You know, a gymnast or whatever it is? Or... Is it uh, literally a blind woman? So Gemara says, Kulu You know, everybody else, if something were to happen and they were to see blood, they would run to their mothers 
and show it to them, and we and uh, we we would then become aware. However, zu But this girl doesn't see it, it that, that it happened. She's not going to go show her mother. Hence, there's a greater um, assumption. We actually establish a chazaka. There's a status over here that if if you marry this girl. You're not going to find Besulim. You cannot come to Besdin the next morning with a claim about her virginity. Okay. Gabaldic. Then we said, If let's say you had a woman who had to separate from her husband because he had claims against her virginity, that also, Also, she's not going to receive the fine for... For um, violation or seduction. Okay. Says the Gemara, Hitzah Shemra Baski Lahi. I don't understand. If she was a full fledged married woman and a husband comes to Besden and says that during the Arison she must have slept with another guy, she must have been together with somebody else. So isn't she Chayav Misa? Why do you got to say she doesn't get a Knas? There's a Chayav Misa here. Amar of Shesh says, Hachi Kamar. This is what we mean. Mishi Yatza Allah Shemra Bialdusa. No. We're referring to a case. Where a shemra went about her, uh, uh, went out about her when she was young. We'll see in a moment what this is. We'll see in just a couple lines what this is. You see from here that a shtara If you have a document that to Bezdin looks off, there's a reya. So there's something, you know, there's something. Rashi says it looks like there's, um, it's like a counterfeit. Type of document, the the signatures aren't real. They look to be forged, so you, we, we take that into account, and we're not going to certify it inside of a bezin until we do a lot of research. Now, let's get into this. What just happened again? Because we we just we, we jumped from something. We started out by saying that a, a girl who had itzah shemra go out about her is not going to receive the knas. We asked the question, Ah, isn't she chayiv misa? And we said uh, when she was young. It went out about her. And you see from here that if you have a document that there's rumors swirling about it that is counterfeit, so we, uh, you know, we don't establish it. Okay. We don't allow you to collect with it. Now what's going on? What's happening here? If you're going to say that there's a voice going out in the community about it, meaning there's rumors that are uh, swirling all over the place. That this is a counterfeit document. I'll tell you why. Uh, um, so this, the same way there's a document uh, where, with rumors swirling about it. So to over here, there's rumors swirling around that she was with somebody else. Okay? She was, she was with somebody else. So she was loose, she was out there, and you knew that she had a history about this, and you still married her. Then we say there's no time to pursue eh, You should have taken that into account before you married her. Is that true? Vamarav Rav says Yatzul Hashem is on a beer. If if there, there's rumors going out about a girl that she's considered a zayin, a zayin doesn't mean that she's actually hiring herself out. It means she's loose. She's loose. She's not careful. Uh, you know, she's not she's not careful around the guys. Sein chayshinla. In chayshinla means don't worry about it. There's a, they, people speak a lot about other people. Very important. Right, very important. Just because you hear something, doesn't, not every time there's smoke is there fire, particularly in this area. People like to exaggerate uh, a little bit. And there's also, you know, sometimes people can hold on to their boundaries. Okay. Ella, 
Rather, this must be the case. If we're going to say there's no claims against the virginity, you have to assume something did happen. What's the case? Although the case is, the Asu Beitrei, two witnesses came forth, the Amri, and they said, Lididhu, Tibiasoni, Beisura. Two witnesses came and said, listen, this woman, this young lady, came over to us, and she actually asked us to uh, to sleep with her, to live with her. The kibsahacha. So now, under that circumstance, it's not just rumors. You have witnesses saying, "Listen, she came over to us." And under that, you know, under that, with that case in mind, if you have a document as well with rumors swirling about it, we say we're not going to collect with it. The case is going to be the Asu Treva Amri, the two Amar Lahu Zaifuli. Okay? Where two witnesses came forth and they said, Can you please uh, counterfeit a document for me? And that's going to be the connection between the two cases. Fine. In all those cases, we take the, we, we take the coal, the sound, into account. Because witnesses kind of told us that. Such a thing was, uh, you know, happened to them. Says Gemar Bishlam Ahasa, it's understandable over there. Shchichi Prutzim. Okay, you know what? That's Shchichi Prutzim. Meaning, if you have a girl who's going around asking, uh, asking uh, guys to to be with her, so now um, the, the Gemara says there's enough men out there that we assume would take her up on her offer. Now, keep in mind, you might say, listen, isn't she certainly? Why is this called a call? Why is it called a rumor about her? Two witnesses came forth and said that she she uh, wanted to be with them, right? The answer is, yeah, but they weren't. They refused. So how do you know that she did anything? So the issue is, since two people came and said that she want, that you know that she made herself loose to them, she opened herself up, you know, she made herself available to them. So now there's a natural assumption that somebody else, may have, she did it to other people too. And somebody might have been with her. But by the rumors about the document, if let's say two witnesses come and say, listen, he approached us to counterfeit the document for him. Who says anybody's going to help him out in that way? How do you know? Maybe we should allow the document to go through. By the znos, by the illicit relations, there's enough people who are, you, you can get them to do it. But, by a loan document, just because this guy's going around soliciting people to counterfeit for him doesn't mean somebody took him up on his offer. Maybe the loan should still be valid. Says Gemara, Hakanami, no, there as well. Kiva to come a hadar as a Once we know he's going around asking people to counterfeit it for him, Emar Zayif, Emar Zayif Zayif We'll say, listen, even if people didn't uh, join in, he tried to do it on his own. He's out to make money. He's out to make a buck. So he tried doing it on his own, and therefore, we're not going to uh, certify that document in a Besden. However, by this nus, people took her up on, people did take her up on her offer, right? I, what's the other option? No way she could do it by herself, therefore, but by alone, they could do it by themselves. Okay, Gavaldi. Next Mishnah, all right? About uh, almost halfway down on Lamed Vav Amud Beis. Here we go. Says the Mishnah. So we start out our parak with a whole bunch of cases of people who do receive a knas. The following people do not receive a knas. If one has relations with a 
Giyiris, right? They're Ma'an Isra Mafate, a convert, Balashui, a captive, Balashivcha, Shaniftu, Vishenis Gaira, Vishenishtachru, Yisera is Abnai Shalashan Vietnachad, above the age of three years old in a day. So she no longer has the status of being a Besula, being a virgin. Rabbi Yudah says, Shavuya, Shaniftes, Harehi, Bikadusha, a Shavuya who was redeemed re- uh, retains her status of being Bikadusha, okay? Afalpi Shagadayla, even if. She's uh, uh, her body is above the age where uh, she could lose her virginity. Okay, so Rebuta argues. Rebuta says that if she was a a uh, uh, captive and she's still considered in her state of kedusha, which we'll see, means that we have reasons to take into account that she, that nobody did violate her. Then she'll receive a uh, she'll, she'll receive the uh, kanas, or the father will receive the kanas. Because she kept her status as being a basula. Habal bitai, somebody has if somebody is Ma'ani Surmafata Bitai, his own daughter, okay. Um I lost the place, I'm sorry. Albas Bitai, or his granddaughter, Albas Benai, or the daughter of his son, Albas Ishtai, the daughter of his wife, okay, so his stepdaughter, Albas Bina, the daughter um or his Albas Ishtai or Albas Bena, her her son's daughter. Okay, so step granddaughter Albas Bita, step granddaughter through the through his wife's daughter. Ain la knas. There's no knas of nation as chayav benavshay because there's a mischayav benavshay. There's a chiyav. There's a chiyav misa. All right. In the dirt. Because their Misa is, uh, obviously I skipped, in the combination of Chayev Benafshoi, yeah, Shemisosan Bidei Bezdin, I'm sorry. Since their Misa is Bidei Bezdin, and we know that every time your Chayev Misa is Bezdin, you're not going to have a financial uh, penalty, a financial obligation. Shinamar, as it says in the Torah, um, only if there's no Asin, if there's no death penalty, then. Only then does he receive the monetary obligation. But if there's a death penalty, the assumption is there's no monetary obligation. Okay, beautiful. Uh, that is the Mishnah. Says the Gemara, let's break down the Mishnah. Amr Rabbi Yechon, Rabbi Yechon says, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Daisa, Amru, Davarachad. You know, Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Daisa both agree. Now, who's Rabbi Yehuda? We just quote Rabbi Yehuda in the Mishnah. Rabbi Yehuda says that if there's a woman who's taken in captivity, but there's still an assumption that she's tahar, she's in a state of purity, and then somebody is ma'ani surmafat to her, she will receive a knas. You should know, says Rabbi Yechanan, that Rav Daisa will agree with that halacha. Okay, let's get into Rav Daisa. So Rabbi Yehuda Hadamar, Rabbi Yehuda, we learned in our Mishnah. Fine. Now, Rav Daisa, what about Rav Daisa? If you have a woman who previously was taken in captivity, she's still allowed to eat truma. You hit us. Now, usually a kahenes, um, who, if there's a, an assumption that a man had relations with her, uh, who was puzzled, so she's now going to have the status of a zaina, and a zaina is not a zaina we refer to nowadays, but a zaina is any woman who somebody, who somebody forbidden to had relations. She's no longer going to be allowed to eat truma. Now, Rav Daisa says, you can have a shavuya who's still allowed to eat truma. Now, if we're going to say she's allowed to eat truma, we're going to assume that her non-Jewish captors did not have relations to her. You hear? Shavuya chels truma. Rav Daisa. So, you can have a woman who's assumed to be in a state of tahar, even after being in captivity. Rav Daisa says, V'chima asali arabi halaz. 
Uh, after all, what did these Arabs, referring to the non-Jews, what could they have done to them? Is, is it, it literally, you know, uh, it means, uh, did, did he uh, do anything uh, between her dadim, between her breasts, can apostle her from kahuna? Rav is saying that uh, these Arabs, even though they might have uh, thought about things or done other things with her body, they're not actually going to have full-fledged relations with her. That's what, that's Abdaisa's approach. Amar Rabba, Rabba says, what do you mean? Domalahi, not necessarily true. Not necessarily true that Rav Daisa agrees with Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda says that, you know, we're going to allow a girl who's a shvuya and has an assumption of being tar, we're going to let her receive a knas. You know why? Because this guy was Domalani Simafat to her. So let's throw, let's throw the book at him. Let's throw the book at him. You know what? We're going to add a fine in over here. Under these circumstances, we'll consider her a besula. Okay. Because, because of Reb Daisa's, let's say, svara over there, logic over there. But maybe as far as eating truma, maybe they'll say, you know, she, she shouldn't eat truma. Once she's taken in, in captivity, she shouldn't be able to because we're really dealing with a problem here. In other words, you know, to her receive a knas, maybe she's not a basula, but you know what? Make him pay anyway. What, what are you doing violating her? Throw the book at him. Add it to the tab. This guy deserves everything out there. But when it comes to taking in captivity, maybe we should be nervous uh, to allow her to eat truma. Maybe he won't agree with Rav Daisa. Or he could say, Maybe Rav Daisa only says, that she's allowed to eat it, which is the raisa, maybe she'll say he doesn't get a knas. Bottom line is, we know there is a case where Rav Daisa will hold, we consider her to still be a besula, but we don't necessarily know if Rav Daisa and Rav Yehuda are coming from the same line of reasoning. Amalei Abaye, Abaye said to Rabbah, V'taimed Rav Yehuda, hacha, is Rav Yehuda's, um, is Rav Yehuda's reason to give this shavuya, um, who has an, this captive, who's, who has an assumption of Tara, is the reason why we, we make the guy pay a knas, because we want to throw the book at him. Is the reason because we don't want the sinner to have any sort of uh, gain over here. If you have a shvuya who was captured and is still considered to be tahar, or in her state of Kedusha, even if at the time that she was taken into captivity, she was 10 years old, she still receives the... The uh, you know just as a, a matter of uh, right. Let, let's assume right now there's di- different reasons why we give the number ten. Let's assume right now it's just you know uh, arbitrary. She still gets a two hundred zuz ksuva like a basula. What? Uh, why are we allowing her get a ksuva of two hundred? So so that what? The, the the husband didn't sin. Let him only pay one hundred. So one says Yeah, um, we want. That we're going to to tell men to assume that she's a basula, you know why? And you pay two hundred. You know why? This way she'll be more attractive to men. People will marry. You say, oh, by the way, if you marry this girl, if you marry this young woman, uh, she's going to have the ksuba of a baula. People are going to say, oh, I don't know if I want to get involved in this. But if we say, don't worry, in halacha we consider her a basula, she'll be more of an uh, uh, attractive. Uh, it'll be more of an attractive shidduch, and more people will be willing to get involved. Okay, fine. 
Says the Gemara, "V'savar Rav Yehuda b'kedushasa kaima." The Yehuda really say that if you have a girl who is taken into captivity and is presumed to be in a state of holiness, um, she remains in that state. If somebody goes and redeems a woman who's a captive, the halacha is you could marry her. Not obligated to marry her, you could marry her. Made ba loy yisa However, if he's the one who testified about her, okay, what do you mean he testified? He comes to Bez and says, listen, I ransomed her, I redeemed her from the captives, however, I, uh, not however, and I also know that she's to her. So Rashi says, if he's a Kayin, he's not allowed to marry her. The same one who's given a testimony saying that she can marry me cannot be the one to actually marry her. Okay. Either way, you're not allowed to marry her. Says the I don't understand something. Hagufa Kasha. This Brisa has an inherent contradiction. Amrit, first you said, If somebody redeems a woman from captivity, you say, No, you can marry her. Then, then, what do we say? If you testify about her, that she's, you know, that she was still a basula, lo yisa'ena. You cannot marry her. Now, what's the assumption based upon that phrase? Because he's testifying about her. Now he can't marry her. I don't understand. Until now, he could marry her. Now that he's coming to testify, he can't. What happened with his testimony that ruined it? So Mar says, no, 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 no. Relax. There's no, there's no problem here. This is what Abraissa means. If somebody redeems a captive and testifies about her, then we say, Yisa'ena. Okay, why? So this is interesting. Rashi says, because even if his mind was on marrying her, let's say he's a Kayan, okay? Even if his mind was on marrying her, or especially because his mind was on marrying her, he wouldn't be the one to redeem her necessarily if he couldn't marry her. So we're going to assume that the fact that he did Redeem her means he did his proper research and he knows she wasn't violated. So now, of course, allow her to marry him. It's actually more of a svara. It's more of a logic to allow the marriage to the kayan. However, mayid bakadi, let's say he's not the one who redeemed. Somebody else redeemed her. Somebody else did it. So this guy didn't do his research. Somebody else redeemed her. Now she's redeemed. And now he wants to come and testify that she's permitted to a kohen. And he's a kohen. So then we say, no, 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 no. That looks a little shady. You're not allowed to marry her. Okay. Either way, we have a question on Reb Yehuda. Okay. Because Reb Yehuda says that, uh, you know, she had, we assume she's still in a state of Tara. A state of purity. Doesn't mean Rebuta says either way you cannot marry her. Rather he says either way you could marry her. No, like we said before, Rebuta is, is not going in his own, own opinion. He's going in the opinion of the Chacham. But he's saying to them like this. According to my opinion, I hold that uh, either way he's allowed to marry her. Whether he's the one who redeemed her, whether somebody else redeemed her, you're allowed to marry her. But according to you, who every girl taken into captivity is assumed to no longer be a besula and therefore has a status of a zaina, you should have said, either way, no matter who redeems her, she has an assumption of being a zaina, and the husband who's a kain cannot marry her. And says the Gemara, no, they'll say no. Listen, 
if he's the one who actually redeemed her. We'll, now, let's going to say this. We, you're right. You're right. In general, we're going to say that she has a status of being violated. A woman thinking about WS as being violated. But over here, there's a unique set of circumstances, which is a Kohen who's forbidden to her spends his money to redeem her, to marry her. A person's not going to throw their money in the garbage. He's not going to throw out his money. He's not going to waste his money. He's not going to redeem her to marry her when she really was violated. Because that'll ruin his whole marriage of Hezekiah. However, let's say somebody else redeemed her and then he's the one testifying that she wasn't violated. Then, no, 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 no. We're not going to allow the marriage. Shema in of Nasamba. Okay. Now, he's not, he's not, didn't pay for this. He's not throwing his money down the drain. So somebody else did that. Now he wants to testify. Now we're going to say that um, he doesn't, uh, she, do, she doesn't retain her status of purity. Okay. Now the Gemara says, Rami Le Papa Bar Shmuel, Rav Yosef, Rav Papa Bar Shmuel asked a contradictory question to Rav Yosef. And we. Um, it's a good, you know what? Let's hold it here. Let's hold it here. We're about to enter a new Brisa. Bezham tomorrow, we will pick up from Ramile, Rav Papa Barshmo, and Yosef. Rav Papa Barshmo has a contradictory question to Rav Yosef. We'll hold it here for today. Have a wonderful, wonderful day, everybody. We hope to see everybody tomorrow in All the best.